You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let you know that I have a surprise for you. If you go to HaleyRowe.com slash podcast hyphen growth, that's the show notes page for this episode, HaleyRowe.com slash podcast hyphen growth, and that's H-A-I-L-E-Y, Rowe, dot com. I have a little something something for you and you can sign up and get your free gift there. And I also want to let you know that if you haven't already left a review on this podcast on iTunes, what are you doing? Because you could be winning prizes. You can enter to win a free 30-day supply of organic chlorella, which for you health nuts, I know you know what that is, but if you don't, you can go to HaleyRowe.com slash algae. It's organic. It's non-GMO. It's third-party lab tested. It's everything you could want it to possibly be. And I also have the gift for you to potentially win early bird savings for my coaching programs, which can be up to $500 in savings. So if you ever want to work together, this is your chance to score big savings. So anyways, check out the show notes page, enjoy the episode, and hope you get your free gift. Have an awesome day and let's get into it. All right. I'm so excited today to have Brittany here who is biohacking Brittany on Instagram and she is taking on clients in January. She's a holistic nutritionist and she's built a little brand for herself all about how to biohack, how as women we can even biohack our cycles, which might be something I have to ask you about, um, our nutrition, things like that. So Brittany, why don't you explain what biohacking is and what you really do? Yeah, awesome. So for me, the way that I describe biohacking, it is um, holistic self-care for optimal health. And so basically what that means is that rather than just trying to alter one aspect of health, so usually it's nutrition for most people, biohacking looks at different things that also impact how healthy you are on the day, on the day-to-day basis. So this includes like sleep, stress, fitness, supplements, um, the people that you're around, your environment, the toxins you're exposed to, your hormones, and all just like these different factors that really make up the health of you as an individual. Um, And that kind of stemmed from my own health issues that I had about 10 years ago, which is kind of how I got into this whole field of trying to heal myself through nutrition, but nutrition, as great as it is, wasn't enough in order for me to actually feel good. So I kind of went down this rabbit hole and then biohacking Brittany was born a couple years ago. And now I will be taking clients for the first time soon. Um, because I will be a registered holistic nutritionist, which is really exciting. So yeah, that's kind of like in a nutshell, what's going on. Awesome. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize, I mean, yes, we can eat healthy. Yes, we can work out. But 
it really affects our workflow and how we show mm -hmm. up and how we lead when we don't have energy, when we aren't, you know, when we're around a lot of toxic things in our environment, when, you know, we're not looking at all the aspects of health. Um, so I guess my first question, because today we're going to talk a little bit about biohacking, but also how you've grown your your podcast on biohacking online and really created a name for yourself in that area. Um, but first, let's just dive into biohacking a little bit because we're already on the topic. Um, can you tell us how you feel we could, as coaches, working on our computers all day long, mm -hmm. or even many of my clients start out having their coaching business and their day job, and so it's a lot of work. So how can we maybe work in a few biohacks into our work day to keep our energy strong and not get fried? Totally, and I get it too. I work online and study online. So you end up sitting for so much of your day and you don't even really realize till the end of the day. Um, so kind of what I do is definitely taking breaks. So if you are somebody, it depends how much flexibility you have with your work, but if you are somebody who can batch work, which is what I try to do. So say you do one thing for two to three hours. After that, you would take a mental stimulation break. So this can be going out for a walk. This can be sitting on your balcony. Basically getting into nature in some form tends to be really calming for the body, helps with stress, um, and just grounds you really in general. So taking those intermittent breaks throughout the day, I find is very, very helpful for myself. And then of course, like nutrition is such a big factor into it. So for me, again, um, starting the morning with water, usually I have vitamin C in it, sometimes L-glutamine to help with the gut, and then getting into coffee or any sort of caffeinated beverage only one hour after you've woken up. Because that way, when you wake up in the morning, you allow your cortisol to kick in before you're assisting your body in creating more cortisol. So it's really important to give yourself that time frame before you start relying on these really like energizing substances. Um, so I do water and then caffeine and then usually bulletproof coffee too, um, just cause the healthy fats really helps with sustained energy, um, different breaks throughout the day. And then also what I would say is a standing desk goes a very long way. Like if we want to talk about like actually working at your desk ergonomically, like I have a, wrist pad, I guess you would call it, for my keyboard and mouse. So it ensures that when I'm typing or using my mouse, um, my wrist is straight. It's not at an angle like facing down, which causes a lot of wrist strain. Um, and then I have a standing desk, which I got from Ikea, and that I try to use throughout the day as well, which is harder, I find, in the winter. But um, those types of things can help. So basically, the less like stagnant and the less sitting and doing like the same thing all day you can do the better try mix it up try get up move um i actually have a friend who works downtown he works at a accounting firm and every time he goes to the bathroom he will do either 10 squats or 10 push-ups and just because he wants to get the blood flowing he wants to increase lymph and circulation um, and he just finds that really helps him like keep awake. So 
you could even try something like that. It depends how tired you feel, depends what you're into. Um, I know for us as well, like in my home office, I have like some like gym equipment. So I have like a foam roller, I have a five pound weight, I have an ab roller, um, we have a pull-up bar. So like there are things you can play around with throughout the day to just like boost energy in general. I love it. Yes, this is like a day in the life walked through. I love it. <laughs> so starting with the morning, I know you mm-hmm. mentioned that not having coffee at least for an hour after waking up because of the cortisol, like letting your mm-hmm. cortisol do its thing in the morning. And I've learned that I think from Dr. Bruce or the sleep doctor, um, right? Is he, have you ever heard of him? He's yeah, yeah, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Michael. Yeah, uh, yes. no, no, Michael Bruce. Um, oh yes, yeah, sleep doctor. Yes, it, uh, he's the one who talks about um, the different animals for different types of sleepers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, so he, I, for some reason, he told me that at the Bulletproof conference like four years ago, and I, I remembered it. But I, I can't say I always follow that rule, but I like that you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, regarding the movement throughout the day, so completely agree and I have to be honest like so I have a standing desk but it's in a place in my house or it's in a place where it's not ideal like my internet connection isn't the best in that spot so I have a legit here's the cheapest way if anyone ever wants to create a standing desk you're right on track because I'm sure Ikea's are very reasonable but I have literally a you know how if you were to have bed and breakfast like if you're gonna have breakfast in bed there's that tray that yeah. you put on your lap. Yeah. So I have that on a desk. <laughs> I just, oh my gosh. And then I stack some books and that's, my computer's on it and that's how it works. That's awesome. I um, love that. Yeah. And, and what you also mentioned in there was habit stacking. So you said that friend mm-hmm. who every time he goes to the bathroom, he does exercises. Yeah. That's such a good way to just make it a no brainer and not have to think too much about, Oh shoot, I got to work in my squats or my whatever. Like it's just, they, they just go together. It's a non-negotiable. And yes. that's the one thing I do that seems to help with energy throughout the day is like, for example, when I do calls, that's my standing time versus when I'm like editing podcasts or doing like back end stuff. My deal with myself is I can sit during that time, but when I'm doing calls, it makes it so much easier for me to just stack it with, I'm going to stand. That's how it is. And so that's a way to like build in that consistency. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention is you said that, um, the wrist, the wrist thing for mm-hmm. computer mouse, is there a, is, can you, is there a brand or name of what that is? Um, okay. So I actually got mine. So I got it off Amazon and I bought, so I have a MacBook air and I bought a separate keyboard, um, ergonomical mouse, wrist pad and like laptop stand. Um, for like a hundred dollars for the four things off of Amazon and it was fantastic So now like everything is set up so well to work at home Um, but yeah, literally Amazon. It's no special brand. I I don't even see a name on it. Um, yeah They're basically easy to find. Yeah, cool. Very interesting. I like it And then the last thing about walks and getting out in nature completely Mm -hmm. agree. One Mm -hmm. of the things I do in the winter though, is if I have to do like my social media writing or whatever, I do it on the treadmill and it's just so much 
I, I, you're right. Like we get so much less tired when we're in motion yes. <laughs> versus if yeah. we're just sitting there. Um, okay. So good biohacking tips. I love it. And one other thing before we move into podcasting is your freebie I noticed on your Instagram, which everybody go follow. It's biohacking <laughs> Brittany. Um, was it, it talks about how to sync your cycle or something mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So I believe, like I was learning about this concept that we have work, different types of work that's ideal at different types of the month, different times of the month mm-hmm. as females. And I wanted to see if I don't, I didn't prepare Brittany for this, but I'm curious, do you know anything about that? Like, for example, when you're in the luteal phase or whatever, you need to be doing creative work. Like, I don't know what it actually is, but is, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, totally. So just to back up for a second, um, the so I have a free PDF downloadable on my website. It's also linked in my Instagram. And it is called Biohacking Your Cycle. And that came from me last year realizing that my cycle was irregular Um, and having a lot of symptoms around my cycle that I wasn't happy about. So menstrual cramps, um, a lot of PMS, a lot of mood, and I really felt imbalanced within my hormones. So I knew from about, you know, eight years ago or so, I met with this naturopath and she was telling me that you can seed cycle. And so seed cycling is essentially taking specific fats from seeds Um, at different points in the month to help with the different phase that you're going through. Uh, A lot of people use it and I've used it before. And then I kind of went down this rabbit hole again and realized that there's so much more to your cycle and to to helping your cycle than just the fats that you're bringing in. Um, And that's what cycle syncing is. So it's kind of the idea of different phases of your cycle throughout the month or however long your cycle is. your body is going to feel different and you feel different. Women work on a 28-day, 30-day cycle. Men work on a 24-hour cycle when it comes to hormones. So that means that how you feel today is not going to be how you felt last week at this time, and it won't be how you feel and your body feels a week from now because your hormones are changing. So there are things that you can do to optimize like every stage, basically. Um, and that's kind of what the PDF walks through. It's really simple. I just made it. And then I was like, I'm just going to throw this on my website because people are asking about it. Um, but in terms of work, there is definitely, definitely things that you can do. So if you are ovulating, um, we'll just keep it to like pretty simple, like your menstruation, your period and your ovulation. So when you're ovulating, um, basically this is the window of when you can get pregnant And during this time, you are at your peak as a female, quote unquote. Um, You are the most like straight up horny. You you have the most sexual hormones running through you. Um, Usually at this time, people are glowing. They have the most energy for fitness. Um, They usually get a lot of attention from whatever type of like opposite or same sex that they're into. It's just this peak performance that you're at as a human being, essentially. So that being said, when you're ovulating, it is a fantastic time for really, really um, hard work. So job interviews, presentations, 
um, going live, going live, exams, launch whatever, mode. launch mode, exactly. Um, whatever you have that really, really pushes you, being in your ovulation stage throughout your month is going to help you um, because it's, yeah, it's just the way that the hormones work. It's, it gives you energy. It's, it's, you know, your body's saying, hey, I want to have a baby. I'm ready to take on sperm, impregnate me. <laughs> so straight up, it's like, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's basically showing up for you in the best way that it can. Um, versus when after that and you start coming down from that, you have your menstruation. And menstruation is time for grounding. So this is not when, when your period's coming, a week before your period's coming, you do not want to be booking interviews. You do not want to be doing very, very um, time-consuming and energy-consuming tasks because it's going to be a lot harder for you to show up fully for those. So you need time to rest. This is a great time for like massages or like spa or saunas or um, getting grounded, getting into nature, maybe taking an extra day off, whatever you need to do to really regroup in order for the following month that is coming. So it's kind of like learning about your cycle is actually really cool because once you get in the flow with it, you can actually really optimize your life a lot better. Sweet. Okay, everybody. So before your period, one week, just maybe do some charging up, some relaxing. And then the next week, right? Or Oh, wait. Week before your period, right? And then when mm -hmm. you're ovulating, go crazy. You just get to work. <laughs> and yeah. then afterwards, I don't know, re re regroup. Um, okay, I love it. And there's a lot of research on that. I think from, I can't remember her name, but if you guys are ever looking for like cycle syncing mm -hmm. info, um, biohacking Brittany can help. And also Dr. Jolene Bright. Brighton or something. I think that's her last yeah. name. She's yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. Okay. I love it. So now let's talk a little bit more about podcasting. So you have a podcast and you talk about biohacking, you interview experts, and it was actually listed as, tell me about the cool feature you got um, about mm. being one of the best biohacking podcast. Yeah. So I have a biohacking podcast. It's called Biohacking with Brittany. Um, it started in May of this year. So it's really new. And essentially it stemmed from the idea that I knew that I would be moving into more of a consulting business in 2020, um, moving more away from school and more into business and knowing that I had to start having more content out there, not just through Instagram. So I was like, do I start a blog? Do I start YouTube? Do I start a podcast? Um, and the thing with blogging with me, even though I might be launching one now to add into it, um, blogging, I, you know, I'm not sure how many people still read blogs, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure how much future blogging really has and podcasting is really taken off. So I was just like, I'm just going to make podcasts. So essentially in the beginning, um, I had nobody, nobody knew about the podcast and I had to pitch myself to people. And I did this in May. I like, I think I recorded something like 16 episodes in one month. It was insane. Dang. Yeah. Because I was going traveling for five weeks after that. So I knew that I had to back backtrack and have enough. 
Um, so I, so I reached out to all these people and I recorded 16 episodes and then I started, um, putting out one episode a week. And then by the time I moved back to Canada, now I'm in Vancouver, settled again. Um, I've had so many people reach out to me and be like, I want to come on your podcast now that I have an established podcast. So that, that's really cool for me to kind of like see these different people coming in um, rather than trying to pitch yourself, which obviously can take a lot. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, so that the top biohacking podcast of 2019 list I got on was so funny. I just got an email one day from somebody who just told me I made it and I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> so, Woo! I was like, cool, great. What site was it through? Um, I, I think it's linked on my website. I'll have to double check. Um, but it was interesting cause I, there was only one other female podcast on there. The rest were male. So, it, so my thing is, is like, if you're a female biohacker out there, like start a podcast because there's a lot yes. of space for you. Seriously. Um, and so now, now I'm actually, I've reduced my episodes to one every two weeks because I've had to prioritize um, starting my consulting business, which I want up and running from January. So it's still going strong, but um, you, you can't do it all, right? Of course. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I feel like some people, at least for me too, like I get really attached, like, well, I've been so good. I've been putting out a podcast a week. I can't drop this this mm -hmm. trend that I've like my I'm on a streak and yeah. I've had to get real with myself and be like no actually there are other things sometimes more important and we all have seasons in our life and you need to just do what's gonna you know be the best use of your time and sometimes let go of the ego part about well yeah. I'm gonna have to step back the podcast or whatever so yeah. um I'm so glad you said that and the other thing is with podcasting. I love that you chose that avenue because what's cool about it is it can be, you can make your show notes a blog post and you can do mm -hmm. so much with one episode. I mean, it can be clips for your Instagram stories. It can be, um, you can take the bullet points from the show notes and make it an Instagram caption. Like there's just so much you can do with that one piece of content that I think you're right. Like, yeah, blogs, I, st I still think there's a place for blogs and I think Pinterest is amazing for driving traffic to blogs and all that. But, um, but like you said, it's like, choose the avenue that you're going to be able to stick to and you're going to be able to focus on. And the last thing I loved about what you just said was you knew you had to start building that trust with your audience before mm -hmm. you started selling to them. And that's such a key. Now we can all do that in our email funnels and our content, et cetera. Um, but the fact that you had such a, like you started in May, you went strong, you were really consistent and you're just bringing so much value and bringing guests on because the other thing with podcasts is when you have guests, it's like a double force promoting your stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so many smart things about what you just said. And mm -hmm. one of the things I wanted to ask you about was in the beginning when you were inviting guests onto your podcast, did you ever invite like somebody who you felt like, Oh, that's out of my league or whatever. And if so, how did you go about pitching your show to them and, and following through on that? Um, definitely. So 
Yeah. So, I mean, I've had a couple of really, um, I've had a, I've, I've had a few like interesting, interesting guests on that. I look back and I'm like, I don't even know how you came on my podcast because you are like really big. <laughs> um, so the one way I did that, I had a YouTuber on, um, she's in LA. Her YouTube name used to be, she used to be Supreme Banana, but I think she changed now to just her name, which is Cammy, Cammy Payton. Um, but she's a big YouTuber and I reached out to her by connecting through a podcast I heard her on and that guy's podcast I was on as well. So the, so pitching wise to her, I sent her, I think, I think it started with a DM. I sent her a DM being like, Hey, um, you were just recently on this podcast that I was on. I loved your episode. I learned so much about blank. I'm actually starting my own podcast about biohacking and female health. I'd love to have you on. Um, blah, 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 blah. So kind of just creating this like connection point of, oh, we were both on the same podcast. Like, do you want to come on mine? Really? Yes. Yeah. Really ease the gap of like, oh my gosh, you're a famous YouTuber and I'm nobody, but like come on my podcast. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so that was successful. And then the other ways that I've, I've found success as well is like, there's like some famous like biohacker um, authors who live out in like Sweden and Finland. Um, and basically I just like pitched them as well, like straight up over Instagram, sent them emails and it's so nerve wracking when you go live with them and you record with them because most of the time, um, especially in the biohacking field, they're usually quite older. They're very educated people. And you bring them on and you're like, I don't know what you just said. Or like, you're talking about such intense stuff, but like, this is so cool. And honestly, my best advice is like, just go for it. You know, like pitch yourself, send a DM, however you want. Um, DMs tend to work best for me. If they don't respond, follow, follow up with an email in a week. Um, if they don't respond to that, you can always send another email. If you've probably had about three touch points and they're not responding, it's probably best to just leave it. Um, but really go for it. And then if you do record a podcast with somebody who you feel is out of your reach, um, make sure you are well prepared for it. So go through their website, read all the information, read their latest. If you Google their name, what comes up and be educated for it. And then just balls to the wall, go for it. Cause it's like, yeah. you just got to run with it. Um, sometimes you get rejected and sometimes people are cool and they come on. So, yes, I completely agree with you in so many ways. So in my, in one of my programs, um, the zero to hero coach program, I have a podcast pitch template and everything oh. you said is kind of similar to what it is. Like you have to first, you have to talk about what's in it for them to come on your podcast. You have to talk about maybe a common connection point. So it's not, somebody reading an email that they feel like you've been copying and pasting to everybody. Yes. And I love that you have the follow-up worked in there and a little system for that because so many people too just go all out and then they never, well, they didn't answer me once or whatever. Like we have to keep going. People are very busy and they also in general and marketing, people might have to hear your message seven to 10 times before it really sinks in. So um, I love that you have that little system going and find a common ground with the person. And the other thing I wanted to ask is like, do you have, how do you, after you do podcasts with somebody and you 
obviously um, you've researched and you make it as easy as possible for them to come on to the interview. So you probably send them the link and whatever, make, just like, give them advance notice. But let's say you did the interview, it's over now, and now you want them to share it with their audience. Do you have like a post podcast email or anything you do afterwards to thank them and just kind of like keep the relationship going or, or ask them to share it or anything? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I don't have a formal email, although I technically, I guess I should, but, um, depends on the people again, but usually I will create certain graphics that go with the podcast. So it will be, I usually do an uh, Instagram story graphic, a Instagram post. Um, and then I also post to YouTube with my podcast. So, um, I will take all the links and photos and everything that I've made and send it to them over Instagram. Usually, um, sometimes I also send them an email with all of that information as well. And therefore, and then I will also post that on my Instagram and tag them. So sometimes they'll just repost my post or they'll take the photos and create their own post. It's really up to them. Um, yeah, but I, okay. I, I do always give them the information and the collateral so that they have the option to choose. Um, and I usually tell them, I try, try to tell them a couple days beforehand, like, or the week before, like, Hey, your podcast is coming out this week. Um, just so you know, type of idea. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And now as far as promoting and marketing your podcast, so part of it is just getting it out there, promoting mm -hmm. it on your Instagram, promoting it in your Instagram mm -hmm. stories and Facebook, all that stuff. Um, is there anything else you've done organically or maybe like a giveaway or trying to get reviews? Like how have you, I guess, promoted, what's been useful as far as promoting your podcast? Right. So I haven't done any sort of like paid promotion or ads just because um, I don't really need to, and I'm not really yeah. at that point. Um, but in terms of like how I promote it online, this has actually kind of changed quite a bit. So in the beginning, I was creating these graphics with a picture of the person I was interviewing with Biohacking Brittany episode number, um, and then information in the caption, uh, tagging the person and, and putting it on. But what I found over time was that because I was releasing an episode every week, um, those graphics tended to do like, okay, in terms of engagement compared to the other content I was producing, because people kind of got used to seeing the same graphic come every week and it would just, it, it just didn't do as well. So oh, then I was, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is in fact, this is impacting my engagement rate. Um, obviously like people don't want to see this. So what can I do to change? Um, and you can't take it personally, right? Like it, it's just, it's just business. It's just how, yeah. how people work, how social media works. So now I've changed. So what I do is I, through a program called Headliner, I create a IGTV video, which includes a graphic of the person I'm interviewing, plus a one minute, minimum one minute clip from the podcast and um, it transcribed. So most people, when you go onto Instagram, it's automatically muted. 
So it transcribes what the person is saying and that goes to IGTV. Then now what I do is I take that and I post it to my um, feed and you can choose a different graphic that you want as your, um, what's it called, like uh, front graphic, whatever it is. Um, and so then I'll take a quote from something that the person said and then they can, and then you can click like watch more and I'll take you to the IGTV video. Um, and then that does a lot better. And then in the caption, I write, it's not really the show notes anymore. It's more of like what I think about the topic or like something a bit further. Um, and that does a lot better. And my view rate on my IGTV, IGTV videos has gone up. Um, and it's just a lot better. So yeah, I've, wow. I've been experimenting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, especially if you have a creator profile or a business profile on Instagram, you have access to a lot of analytics and you would be like dumb not to use that to your advantage. So totally. if you look at the posts that are doing really well, you need to be asking yourself, why are these doing really well? How can I do this more often without it being spammy? but in order to keep growing as a business. Um, so right. I, yeah, so that's kind of like the world I'm in right now of like experimenting, but it may be different. I don't know. Like what, like how does it work for you? Like, do you find that your posts do really well if you do a um, podcast guest post? Yeah, I find, well, first of all, I will say that I have been so like such a bad mother to my podcast, <laughs> meaning like it's kind of has been, and I'm really working on changing this, but it's kind of been like my back burner thing. Like my Facebook group comes pretty high, highly first and my yeah. email list and the podcast is just like, Oh yeah, I should do that. I should repurpose or do that. And I'm really trying to change that because I find that the longer it sits there, it, just compounds for you and it and my SEO has gotten better and people find me through Google and that's the coolest thing ever be, because I didn't have to do that much work to get those leads. So mm -hmm. my new thing is I need to get back into really promoting my podcast. But what I have found is anytime I do a post that I think is cool or that that because my my big thing is like I want to give tips. Like I want to give value and I, I don't I like tactical things and I actually find every expert I've talked to every agency I've worked with is always saying no no we need more personal stuff yeah. we need more personal stories we need just like you out on like out with your friends like weird like to me I'm like I feel like nobody finds that interesting because it's not giving you really anything but I, apparently that is what works. So when I promote my podcast moving forward, I think what I'm going to be focused on is relating it kind of like what you said, not just generically copying and pasting the show notes, but relating it to why this topic was important to me and how I feel like it can really like, you know, just like a little more personal. Um, and storytelling is really important. So yeah, so that's where I'm headed. And the other thing I'm working on right now with my podcast and for anybody who's listening, um, leaving written reviews on iTunes really helps it come up, get better search results. And right now there's a few different um, mm -hmm. keyword, like 
when I type in health coach, a ton of stuff comes up and I'm, I'm towards kind of like the middle or bottom and I don't, I want to be moved up. <laughs> so from my understanding, the more reviews you have on iTunes, the better you're going to be in the suggested topics in the suggested podcast category and in the search bar when people look. So my, so my, okay, my game plan overall for podcasting these days is number one, making sure I tie it to some kind of storytelling when I'm doing a post about the podcast. Number two, making sure that I'm continuing to get reviews. Um, and number three, I definitely, and this is where I feel the world is going or has already gone and I'm late to the party, using Pinterest to drive traffic to your podcast or your blog. Um, because it, it, somebody can see something two years ago and still get to your pot. Like, it's just a really interesting mm. way from what I'm learning. So that, that's my game plan. But I think you're, you're, I'm definitely going to download head, what's it called? Headliner? Headliner. Yeah. Yeah. Headliner, because I would love to have the, the transcribed video as mm -hmm. an IGTV. That's just brilliant. I have not tried that yet. So I'm really, that's something new that I learned and I'm very excited to implement. So thank you for sharing that. Is that free? Or is it paid? Uh, it actually is free. It's actually a really good rate. It's like you get 10 free videos a month and I never use 10. So oh. um, yeah, it's really good. It's a great, it's a great tool. Um, so when you post to Pinterest for like to promote your podcast, how do you do that? I need to look into yeah. doing that. So apparently you need to get tailwind. We all need to get tailwind, everyone listening. Mm. And because um, Pinterest is my next platform I'm like very interested in. I really honed in on Facebook and, and Instagram and I'm ready now to like go into Pinterest. But anyways, um, what, so you need tailwind and what you do is you create like a graphic or something that says like the title, like a catchy headline or title. And then in the description of that, it links to your podcast or your um, blog or whatever. And actually this is, um, something that I had a, a expert on this come into my group program and do a training on it. So I'm not the, but I, that's why I have somebody else come in and talk about it because it's still something I'm working on. But, um, her name's Peggy Ray James, if anybody wants to look her up and she does that professionally for clients. Um, so anyways, that's, I think that's how it works. And then you also like get into groups like Pinterest board groups and you share yeah. other people's and they share yours and you get into, um, I think tailwind matches you with groups or something. So it's something cool. I'm, I'm not an expert on Pinterest. I, I will say that, but I have somebody who is <laughs> helping me and educating me. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to look into that as well. Cause I've heard Pinterest is, uh, very booming. So, yeah. Awesome. So, okay. So you're promoting it on your social media. Have you ever done any, um, like tell me a little bit more because on Instagram, um, I see very beautiful photos. You have a beautiful feed and mm -hmm. I want to know, do you do like brand deals or affiliate mm. deals or, um, I guess giveaways a collabor as a collaboration to grow your following because you have a decent, very you know, you have a big audience and it seems like a very engaged audience, which is what's most important, much more important mm -hmm. than the number of followers that somebody mm -hmm. has. So what has helped you grow kind of 
that your Instagram? Yeah. So, um, it's difficult because like Instagram is constantly changing. Um, so I think anybody who's trying to grow their Instagram kind of has to keep that in mind. Um, but wow, like, yeah, I don't like, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, I think, well, like I guess, about, oh, yeah. sorry, just so we don't go down a rabbit hole because there's so many, I mean, there's hashtags and there's locations. Yeah. Right yeah. Like, tell us, how, do you do affiliate marketing or brand deals? Mm. On your Instagram. Let's start there. I, I mean, I've done them in the past, a few here and there, and I don't necessarily pitch myself to brands to do them. Um, mostly because I find that it's really cheesy and it's kind of spammy. Um, when I see other people doing it and I don't really like when other people do it. So I don't really like when there's a picture of somebody holding some sort of product or supplement, sitting in a gym, whatever it is. I just find it's inauthentic. So, and, and, and mostly because the person who's in the photo, like the influencer, they're making money off of that. So they have their discount code um, and they're making money off of that. And, and not that I, I mean, it's cool to make money off of Instagram, of course, but in terms of my own brand. I don't know. I, I, I'm very specific of who I choose to work with. I think. Love it. Yes. Criteria. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. And, and if you're constantly posting those ads, you're going to lose people. People are going to drop off because, um, it's less about you as a person and more about what you're selling. And yeah. something I heard recently, I think, I don't remember who told me, but, um, someone said, Followers don't follow followers, followers follow leaders. So be a leader in whatever niche market that you're in. Do not be a follower. Do not do what everybody else is doing. Just because you see somebody posting some sort of product once a week doesn't mean that that's good for you and your brand or what you should be doing. Yeah. I probably, I pro in total, I probably work with like three or four brands nice. and I don't even promote them very often. I actually should probably promote them again now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, I have a shop on my website that like takes you to the brand and then I have an affiliate link. And then I also have on my highlight reel, I have a little shop. Um, and here or there, I will mention like buy a hockey Brittany for percentage off. But it's very like subtle or I market it in a very different way. So like recently, for example, um, I had a company send me a red light device for free just to be totally transparent. For free. And I was like, great. Like I've always wanted to use red light therapy for my skin and for joint pain and muscle pain. Uh, you know, you're sending me this thing for free. Awesome. Tried it out for a month. Loved it. Was talking to the person who, who started the company. He's like, do you want a code for your followers? I was like, sure gave me a code and I've had, because I've naturally just been posting about it on my stories of like me using it in the morning and all this stuff, people are messaging me all the time about red light therapy right now. So in the DMs, I'll be like, oh, by the way, here's my discount code if you are gonna buy through them. So it's just very organic rather than like in yes. your face with the logo, you know what I mean? Like, Brilliant, I yes, yeah. it's called, 
curiosity marketing. Yeah. So rather than putting it in their face, you're showing, here I am using it. Here's the benefits. Yeah. Do you want to know what this is? Just kind yeah. of like generating the conversation first and building trust and being a, a product of the product um, naturally and going mm -hmm. from there, which I love. And the other thing I love about what you just said is you're really holding to having integrity online. And I think there's mm -hmm. way, there's two very different, like if we're talking about Instagram strategies and marketing, it's going to be very different if you're looking to be a coach, AKA kind of what you said, like more of a leader mm -hmm. versus if you're trying to be an influencer, those are two completely different goals and uh, objectives. Like your goal is to get clients who work with you and through coaching, you can give them what they need and coach them and give them the tools to be healthy and whatever. Mm -hmm. As an influencer, you're just trying to have the masses follow you and get some sales going for mm -hmm. various things. So I think what you're doing is more of a long-term strategy and building the relationship and focusing on um, your coaching business, which is what most of my audience wants to do. Um, so I, I like that you are picky about who you work with and what kind of boundaries you have. Yeah. And that's actually a lesson I just recently learned. Um, when I moved back to Vancouver, I, you know, tried reaching out to these like Vancouver health companies and juice companies and all this sorts of stuff. Cause I was like, Oh, like I'm back in Vancouver and we can work together. Um, and it didn't really work out that well. And now that I look back, it's like, I, it, it felt so inauthentic for me to be doing that, that I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> like, like I, it's exactly what you said. There's a difference between having a service as a nutritionist or health coach and being an influencer. And I actually don't know, like if you can be both, like you could be both, but I mean, sure. It, yeah. I mean, in order to be like authentic and have integrity, I don't know if, I don't know if you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's always just better. It's more clear for people when you're focused on one thing for sure Yes. If, versus confused minds don't buy. So if you're every week having a new product or whatever, like yes. everyone's like, Oh, yes. okay. Totally. What is she doing now? Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Love it. Okay. Is there any other, like, what would you say? Let's say somebody here is listening and they're like, Oh, I don't know where I want to start a podcast, but I'm so scared. And I don't know if it's the right time for me or how to start. And I'll be honest, starting a podcast was way easier than I thought it was going to be. Like I, I got Ecamm live. So sometimes I take my lives and use those as podcasts or clips from that. I do zoom and I record it or Skype call recorder and just drag it into iMovie. Like it was way easier as far as the editing process once you learn it than I thought. But let's say somebody's listening and they don't know where to start and you let's, let's hear where you started and what advice you'd give to them. Totally. Okay. So I went through the same thing. I actually originally had a partner, well, like friend, um, who we were going to do the podcast together and he backed out. And then I was left with this decision, like, holy moly, do I do this by myself? I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay, cool. And I was like, I'm just going to try this. So I bought a hundred dollar mic from Amazon. Um, 
and kind of just got started. And I actually, to be totally transparent again, I actually send my episodes to a editing company to edit currently. Hey, what one? I've heard um, about this. It's called We Edit Podcasts. So it's okay. a Canadian company. And the reason I did this was in the beginning, I felt very overwhelmed with starting a podcast. And I felt like if I'm actually going to do this, I don't have the bandwidth right now to learn how to edit audio. So I'm going to outsource this. And I outsourced it and I still have, but now that I'm more comfortable with audio and understand it way better than I did back in May, I'm pretty sure I could edit my own podcast in this point and probably will start doing that in 2020. However, if you were starting your podcast and there's one aspect of podcasting that you feel is daunting too much, or, um, you don't know how to do it, feel free to outsource it. There are people online who can do anything, seriously, anything you can pay somebody to write your show notes. You can pay somebody to edit your podcast, to make an intro for you, to make music for you. Everything can be found online. So don't feel like you need to do every single aspect um, because it can seem like a lot in the beginning. So really like what's your, like, what is the best thing that you're good at? Is it interviewing people? Is it, can you write? Are you a good writer? Are you comfortable with show notes? Do you have a website that that can go onto? Do you know how to upload a podcast to Libsyn or these other platforms? So, I mean, there's a lot of research that goes into it as well, but yeah, don't be afraid to outsource what you're not good at. <laughs> I love that advice for sure. And one of the funny things, well, okay. And by the way, you guys, you have to find like a podcast hosting platform. I use Anchor. Just curious. What do you, what do you use? Um, I use Libsyn. Okay. Um, and I really like Libsyn, but um, there, there's like many different like ones that you can use. Sweet. Okay. Uh, I used to use Blueberry, but I moved everything over to Anchor just because Anchor is um, free right now, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? I, but that was something I decided. But anyways, so uh, going back to your advice, that is so true. And just stick to what you're very good at. And it, you don't have to be perfect from episode one. What's hilarious about my podcast is my intro is recorded over a karaoke track of one of my songs that I, one of my original songs from like earlier in the 2000s. So you can really get, you can get creative and just go for it and just give yourself a deadline and figure it out. Um, But okay. Any final tips as far as, let's say, what are your top one to three biohacking habits that Mm. if you could share with our audience, you would want them to know and, and do? Oh, okay. I'll tell you what I'm into right now, which is, yeah, usually how I answer these questions. Um, so in terms of biohacking, assuming I'm, most people listening to this are relatively somewhat healthy and like have their nutrition lockdown, um, I would look at number one, cold therapy. So getting some sort of cold exposure, whether this is a cold shower, a plunge in the ocean, Um, cold dips in pools. People have like different ways of doing it. Ice baths. Um, I do something called cold water face dunks or recently I've actually started putting ice on my face in the morning, but basically getting cold 
is really, really good for your skin, for your lymph, for your circulation. Um, it essentially like, so if, if we're talking about face, if you are putting like ice on your face, you're icing your face in the morning. Um, once you're done doing that, the rush of blood to your skin's surface is so healthy for your skin. It brings all the nutrients. It increases circulation. So it's just amazing. Like I, yeah, I cannot recommend cold therapy enough to people. Same with cold showers. I was actually reading something from somebody who posted a photo about, um, she's a mom and she just finished breastfeeding, whatever, a few months ago. And she had some like, I guess like scars from her, um, chest changing sizes as she breastfeeds. And, um, she actually started doing cold showers, like and putting the shower head, like on her chest in order to increase circulation there and help heal the skin. And she was just talking about how fast it's healed. And now her scars are basically gone. So, wow. Yeah. There's a lot to say about it. Um, and it also feels really, really good. So and it's I don't free. Know. And it's free. <laughs> exactly. So if you've ever jumped into a cold ocean, cold lake, whatever, afterwards, you feel so awake and energized. And it goes back to like what we were talking about earlier of like biohacking your productivity for the day. If you start your day with a cold shower, you're going to be ready to go. Like a hot shower is like, or a hot bath is like snuggly, calm, put me to bed. A, like a cold shower or some sort of cold water like wakes you up so much. It feels great. I love it. That's a great tip. So everybody's <laughs> challenge today is to start a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. And, <laughs> and go take a cold shower. Yes. Get cold. Yeah. All right. So Brittany, thank you so much for coming on. And is there um, a place where everybody can go to find you? Yes. Um, a few things. So biohackingbrittany.com is my website. My podcast is biohacking with Brittany. Um, my Instagram and Facebook and socials are biohacking Brittany. Um, and I just want to say one thing I was just thinking about, um, which I don't know if your audience would be interested in this or not, but I'm actually trying to find a podcast intern slash or, and, uh, social media intern for the new year. So I've decided I'm going to actually start bringing, like building a team and bringing people on. Um, and I'm having a hard time finding people who are health focused and actually know how to either run social media or run a podcast. So if you are listening and you are interested in getting experience, message me. I'm really, or you know somebody, like I will teach you everything, but I'm really looking to actually get some help. Love it. Awesome. And it's yeah. Brittany. Everybody needs to remember it's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Yes. That's yes. the spelling. Okay. Yes. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, hope you have a good day. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to get your free gift over at HaleyRow.com by joining my email list. And remember, you can always connect with me and other health coaches in the Health Coach Nation free Facebook group where I post trainings and videos on how to take your health coaching business to the next level. Can't wait to connect with you. Have an awesome day.